Hello, welcome back to Forensic Friends. I'm your host, Shelly, and this is my forensically fascinated friend, Natalie. Hello. Is there a lag? Was that was that delayed because of a lag, or were you in the middle of something? That was me trying to see how fast I could switch my audio. Oh. <laughs> Obviously not fast enough to get the hello. <laughs> Are you recording on the correct channel now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Yeah. So, guess what? What? Ontario's going into another lockdown. Good. Not a full lockdown, but like, because frankly said, and I think this has actually been an official statement, like, the province cannot afford another lockdown because people need to work, right? And you can only have government payouts like you can only have so much money from the government I mean, so it's not gonna the, the the american government would agree with you i mean like just look at how much money is being spent on covid testing alone right like a lot of money is being spent and it's not just helping out people who lost their jobs so i get it um but they're closing down restaurants and gyms for 28 days um, because, like, the restaurants that I have been to haven't been crowded, and there's been, like, you know, they put up, like, the plastic plexiglass between tables and stuff, and, and the tables, like, you're seated at pretty much every other table, but there have been some, I've seen some patios that are, like, normal, mm-hmm. like, just full. And I'm like, just because you're outside doesn't doesn't mean I feel like that would make it potentially worse. Yeah, well, it's that like people assume, okay, well, just because it's because it's outside and we don't have a wear have to wear a mask outside, then it's fine. And it's like, no, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Then you have the factor of like air carrying particles further than it would go before. Yeah, like it disperses quicker, so the it's less like why do i keep forgetting that word it's not valid but variable very viable yes viable <laughs> yes viable i'm just um, gonna start randomly throwing out v words that mitosis. might potentially work <laughs> yeah i knew it was a v i got that but yeah it doesn't it it doesn't work that way people and now our number is actually higher than when it was like at its peak. Well, that's so the we thing. Are, like, we if, are well into our second wave. That's that's the thing that irritates me the most. Like, the second wave is going to be even worse than the first one because it's going to have mm-hmm. people who are impatient and tired of having to do yeah. it. Which I get it. I'm tired of having to worry about it. But also, I don't want to die is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're also going into flu season. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a mess. Yeah. I like sometimes it, it can't be helped because you are like at work, right? Like there's been a few people who tested positive at my mom's workplace and apparently like they send in like a whole hazmat team to sanitize the area w- once that person is sent home. <laughs> I <laughs> I is, mean, <laughs> which is good, but like like there's a, like there's only so much you can 
you can do when even when you're not being reckless, right? Like yeah. there's no way for a lot of workplaces to distance their employees because there's like the space was made for that many people. So yeah, it it I understand like it is hard especially with school and stuff. Although I heard cause one of my coworkers has a young kid who well okay, not that young. Like I think I think she said he's like 12 or something. So like middle school. Young enough that like there's still a playground at the school. Mm. And uh, I guess she like on one of her days off, she just kind of went to just check it out to make sure everything's okay. And like somehow they're able to keep the kids distanced on the playground. She's like, it's she's like, it's weird because these kids are playing, but they're like separated. They're in rows. And then when the bell rings and it's time to go inside, like, they know to line up and hold up their hands so that the teacher can spray hand sanitizer on all their hands. Can I just say that that is, like, horrifying? (laughs) And I wonder what that does to developmentally, like. Yeah, I mean, like, I would rather that than. Oh, of course, but, like. Spreading viruses. I mean, kids are gross anyway. (laughs) Yeah, but there has to be, like, they're, they're limiting their physical contact, which is a really important part of. You know, part yeah. of your brain development as a child, like that's yeah, that's I a like pretty important thing that they're not going to be able to get now. I don't know how young the kids are. Like she was saying, playgrounds so young enough that the school has a playground. Yeah, um, and like physical contact is like necessary for brain development, necessary for social development. I don't know. It's but, so weird. But the thing is, like, it's not like these kids have never had physical contact before right it's right it's just this period so i think and it's it's weighing the risks right like what would you rather have like a kid who might be a little bit more socially awkward or dead or like Like. or dead yeah exactly (laughs) or 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 a kid not even a a dead kid but a kid who spreads it to your elderly parents yeah are dead right like it yeah, you kind of have to weigh the risks. It, it's just it's sad. Not ideal, but it's just it sad is. looking at the implications. Yeah, and like everyone's worried about you know a kid testing positive at school because that means the entire fucking school has to close, mm-hmm. and people are like, like for young kids, how are you gonna have them at home if the parents still have to work? Oh God, you can't. I even, you can't yeah. ask. You can't ask for a babysitter because that's a risk. Right? Like, how many people are willing to babysit? Who are you willing to let into your home? Yeah. Technically speaking, there's already a risk associated with babysitters, I guess. But now it's even more so. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, I don't know. I I feel like we're in a very strange position because we have to do the things that are spreading the disease. But... It's. It feels like on the surface that we don't have to do those things. If that makes sense, like I don't know. It's. It's weird. It feels weird to me that we just kind of have to be like, well, we have to work. Yeah. Well, I mean, you need income, right? Like, like I said, the government only has so much money they can use to help out people who don't have work. Like, our taxes are going to be off the charts next year <laughs> because, like. I don't know if I mentioned it last last episode, but they started implementing rapid COVID testing in pharmacies. Not very many pharmacies can do it. 
I think partly it's related to how the structure is actually laid out because you can't have people who are symptomatic and trying to get tested for COVID going in through the same entrance as people who are fine and just trying to buy some makeup. Yeah. So not many pharmacies have the capabilities to do that. And also, I don't know how accurate the tests are because my understanding is it is like an, a serology thing based on saliva. And I am pretty sure we tried validating that in the lab and found that it just didn't yield great results. <sighs> so it it's like, oh, the labs are overwhelmed. We're going to add something else. But it's like, okay, but is it actually helping? Or is it just like lip service with a little bit of actual action, right? Like, I don't know. Because even, even throat swabs, because like they ran out of the the nasal pharyngeal mm-hmm. and uh, so we were like okay let's see if the throat swabs are still <laughs> as good they tried it 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 didn't it had a lot more false negatives so it just like i don't know how that's working out but uh, yeah it it's weird but like there was a video on it from the from i think it was probably cbc or something like that and people were like because i guess the the pharmacies charge I think it was like $42 per test. I don't mm. think they were charging the public. I think they were charging the government, technically speaking. Um, but that or cost like, still gets kind of distributed to the people somewhat. Yeah. But then people are like surprised that it costs money. And then someone someone was like, just because they were being done at like hospitals before doesn't mean they didn't cost anything, guys. <laughs> and I'm uh, like, yeah, thank but you. I kind of get it. So- like, I, I get it on some level. Like, we all have to get tested so that we don't spread it or you know put people at risk but at the same time it costs money to do so So yeah i I kind of understand both of those it's not that no but the people who are like oh like they're charging for blah 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 they're they're like the dumb people they're like the people who don't believe (laughs) this is a thing and don't believe someone was like and the pcr tests don't even work i'm like do you even know what pcr is (laughs) should i refer you to our episode where i talk about how pcr works so in other Um, words we're talking about people like a certain president of a certain country who thought that intimidation is how you beat covid and took off his mask and yeah stood there gasping I call those people secret Americans. <laughs> I <laughs> like the pe- the people in Canada who are dumb. I call them secret Americans. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it's like that's an American mindset. Sorry. <laughs> speaking of shifting over to our people, guess what? What? <laughs> mm, oh my god! Is I it another I- lockdown? No, I cannot believe what the sentence is about to come out of my mouth. Okay. Oh no. So. First of all, <laughs> our governor, Gretchen Wheeler, ours being Michigan, very smart, yeah. wonderful woman. She has been mm-hmm. trying to, like, she's been fighting tooth and nail to keep us as safe as humanly possible against all insanity. Like, Yeah, sorry. I just need to throw in some levity because her name is Gretchen Wheeler. Yeah. Whitmer. I heard- sorry. Whitmer. Whitmer? I heard Who's Gretchen Wheeler? Wien- I don't know. I, oh my god, I is that think mean it's- girls? <laughs> no, it's Gretchen Wiener. 
Oh, no. Wiener, who's oh, no. who's Mean Girls. And that's what I thought for a second because the, the last name sounded so similar. And I was like, wait a second. But no. OK, we're fine. She's not a mean girl. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, Everything's God. fine. Continue. I'm sure that has wonderful ramifications for my intelligence. Our governor, who has nothing to do with Mean Girls, <laughs> doing what she can, like, despite protests, despite mm-hmm. whatever, you have to wear a mask to go inside businesses. So, yeah. The FBI, brace yourself. This is worse than, like, Trump being an idiot, okay? Okay. (laughs) The FBI released information that they had to protect and intercept and then arrest an alt-right group in Michigan who tried to kidnap the governor. Oh, my God. I don't understand what they thought they could accomplish by kidnapping the governor because it it would not have made her repeal any of the extra measures for safety reasons. And I guess, what then? Do you kill her? The reason they gave is better. The reason they gave is even better. Okay. So (laughs) they didn't have really a goal, but they did have a reason, which great i guess their reason is that she deserved to be kidnapped because she violated the constitution and making people wear masks it doesn't work that way (laughs) it doesn't work that way also on that note i don't usually plug youtube channels or any other creators because we're not sponsored (laughs) but If you are on YouTube, I would recommend, actually, because we have been talking about law in the last couple episodes, because you've been talking about the insanity defense and I talked about admissibility of evidence. There is a lawyer on YouTube who has very entertaining but also very informative videos. Is Um, he the one that's suing my government? Yes. Legal Eagle, I think, is the animal name. Yes. Emma watches them. Yeah, he he did do, actually, it wasn't an episode on admissibility of evidence. It was just mentioned because he, I think he was watching, uh, I think it was the exorcism of Emily Rose and commenting on the courtroom shenanigans. Okay. Um, and, you know, there was there was one part, I haven't seen the movie actually, but there was one part where it was an expert witness on like spirituality, I guess. who was saying she believed that Emily Rose had psychic abilities. And then one of the lawyers was like, objection on what grounds? What about silliness? (laughs) And he did. He does comment on it. Like, first of all, okay, no, you can't. That's not an objection. That's not that's not a grounds for objection. But like he did comment on like character evidence versus expert evidence. So that is very informative. But he also did a whole video on whether or not enforcing mandatory masks is like somehow against the law and obviously he went very in depth but then i was like like it doesn't exactly take a lawyer to show that the government does have the right to enforce certain laws <laughs> it does <laughs> if you have an alt right terrorist group that instead of being called rightly a terrorist group the media calls a organized militia which is a terrorist group so it's a terrorist group yeah it's just (laughs) because like yeah it 
if it was an alt-left, it would also be a terrorist group. Right? Yep. Yeah. And they it, really, uh, they're really adamant about calling radical left people terrorists. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And I would just like to say that all the arguments, <laughs> all the arguments saying wearing a mask is going against this God-given system. Like, don't take no medicine. I hope you die. Like, <laughs> yeah. He, like, <clears throat> he, I don't actually know the lawyer's name, which is funny because I just know his channel name. I'm sorry. <laughs> but but he goes into, like, all the depth, and then he shows some clips from, like, I guess I think it was, like, anti-maskers trying to speak at some kind of, like, town hall kind of thing, saying, like, God gave you the ability to breathe, and it's like... Yes. Yeah, and you know what takes away the ability to breathe? COVID-19. Yes. <laughs> not wearing a mask. COVID-19. And not yeah. for the first time or the last time do I say there's an entire continent of people who wear and have been wearing masks for the purposes of public safety or hygiene for uh, general use. And none of them have suffocated to death. Okay? Yeah. Like an entire continent of people. Yep. My people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, we, we're, we've been in Canada too long to have gotten into, like, mask wearing. Like, you know, before this, like, just. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, we know it because we see it and we're like, yeah, it's just a thing. It's, it's just a thing. People have, people have accepted it here because there are so many Asians here. And then when COVID started, then it's like, okay, yeah, everyone's wearing a mask. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. I really, I wonder, now that we started talking about law, my brain is like, let's try all of these people by the insanity defense. <laughs> I, I think don't you're think insane, it... but I also want you to be convicted of anything I can really give you public threats. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know that, like, a a threat counts as assault, right? Like if you have a if you have a good judge, yeah. <laughs> no, technically it does count as assault, at least in Canada. Yes, it is. Well, it is let me clarify. Yes, it is considered that. I'm just saying that people have gotten off because a, a judge has not decided to enforce that. I think partly is because you kind of have to interpret it is like, is there a true intention to cause harm? Like, if I say, you know, I always say I'm going to fight people. <laughs> always. To the point where my dad is, like, whenever I go out, especially if I'm going out somewhere downtown, he would be like, Shelly, don't start anything. I'm like, I have never! Physically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And, and the people who... Attempted kidnapping are obviously. Oh yeah. Well, I don't even know. Obviously, I don't trust anything anymore. They should be convicted. But like, my God, just. I mean, so if they were, proud. if it was a group and it was organized, that's premeditation. Yep. I'm and sure they attempted. So yeah, they made a physical attempt. There's communications within the group. I'm sure because how else do you coordinate a group effort? Mm. There's gonna be a Google Doc somewhere. <laughs> oh no. I th I feel like that gives them too much credit, to be honest. So, I mean, I don't know. Terrorist groups communicate somehow. Yeah, right? 
Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. We, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the new world where people are just losing it. But I, yeah. not in a way that they can get away with insanity, please. Yeah. No. I, oh, ooh, I wonder if they're going to. Okay. I was joking, but now I'm curious to see if any of them will try to use it. Like, she drove me insane with trying to wear a mask. I was so, I was so overloaded with carbon dioxide that I lost my mind. Yeah. If I were a judge, which I am not, reject that (laughs) argument, probably because if there was an expert witness who would try to testify that I would have it thrown out for lack of reliability of the scientific principles <laughs> of oh pseudoscience, <laughs> which I think will be next week's episode. Oh, man. I just, yeah, oh, that those people who think they're getting too much carbon dioxide from the masks. I, I, okay. Okay. It's like you are in theory getting... Like, I can understand the theory getting less oxygen because, like, you know, you can physically feel it, right? Like, it is harder right. to breathe. But carbon dioxide is, it doesn't bind to your blood cells. Oh, no, no, no. That that explanation right there is too, is too advanced. <laughs> that That's not why. They just think they're going to suffocate. You went too far. <laughs> like. Too much logic. Like, I think. People are trying to equate carbon dioxide with carbon monoxide. I mean, you will suffocate and die if there's no oxygen. It's just carbon dioxide. But like... But that's (laughs) also not what's happening. Yeah. Special, special people. Speaking of special people, this this third one... (laughs) (laughs) This third insanity defense isn't used anymore because people are upset at a certain situation. Okay. Which is also very American, so... Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm like, this is very timely. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is why I told you this could be short. I mean, it, you know, short yeah. for us. So yeah. <laughs> it won't be a two-hour episode. So this one has kind of two terms. It it's called the substantial capacity test or mm-hmm. the model penal code. Okay. I have heard you say that second one a couple times. Yes. In um, relation to the other defenses. So. Also, the word a little, penal is funny. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> weird because the model penal code is separate from the substantial capacity test. Like, it's everything in penal code. But for some reason, this specific test can be referred to as the model penal code. So I, I don't get that very much. Okay. But surely someone with more experience will be able to understand. I mean, granted, I have not done six hours of research, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So full disclosure, my research is usually within an hour and a half, two tops, (laughs) two hours tops. I try to read, but I kind of like to react as i read because (laughs) well i guess because for you like you're researching this information is kind of new right like yeah and again with the exception of of last episode i usually have like a structured powerpoint 
or notes <laughs> that I've taken in class. So I don't have to do additional research. Right. But yeah, I, I for me, it's more like nostalgia when I do my research because I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember what I was doing at that time. <laughs> nostalgia for you and then like half discovery for me. So <laughs> and I amusement. Like to, yes, <laughs> sure. I like to be amused a little bit. So I read to the point where I, I feel like I have the information, but I don't mm-hmm. read too far. So far that I lose that. Yeah. But a lot of my stuff comes from really random places, to be honest. Okay. So uh, this one I, is the same place. I think I told you Lumen Learning. But yeah, so the model penal code was completed in 1962. And it was really popular through the 70s and and into the 80s but in the early 80s there was the case that kind of got this really or made this become unfavorable to a lot of people and that would be the fact that john hinckley was not convicted on the basis of insanity when he tried to murder or assassinate president ronald reagan so oh yeah, in true American style, we cannot have attempted murderers getting off. Only even if, they if they have insane. murder white people. Yeah. So after he got off, they were like, we're not doing this anymore. No, no, no. Of course. Of <laughs> this course. is ridiculous. If we cannot have this, anyone who tries to undermine the democracy as I define it deserves whatever. Again, only if the victim here is a white man. Yes. This white man. (laughs) Yeah, because I was going to say even, or if the potential victim is a president, but like the same people would have been fine assassinating Obama. So I I can't really say that. It's still just a white man. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, The fact that they, this one case, instead of, showing or putting a spotlight on an area where a a more flexible insanity defense is maybe not a good thing. It's because this guy got off and it just consequentially is because the substantial capacity test is more flexible. But Mm -hmm. until the fourth defense was really implemented, they went back to the monoton standard because it's less flexible. Okay. (sighs) Even though it had flaws, they didn't want, you know, potential assassins for any reason, for with any kind of mental health problems to whatever. <laughs> but I think, it. like, we did talk about it, at least in the irresistible impulse, whatever, test, rule? Uh, test. I think, can't you say both? Or, I don't I think know. You said I don't they were all tests. I don't know. Kind of test, kind of rules. I, I did prefer the monotonous one because it did have a more, like, strict, I guess strict, but, like, it's less ambiguous. Right. And there, de- there are definitely advantages to having a rigid rule. I don't know. I, I just have, uh, maybe if I had a better context or had better... An- yeah, context works. If I had better context of a system that worked, then mm-hmm. I would feel better about having solid laws. But because I have only grown up and known a broken system, I feel very 
conflicted about laws being really strict, but this one... (laughs) I think because this might be a Canadian legal thing, because I do remember there is a clause might be in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms where, like, laws should not be ambiguous because... Mm. But then again, that's also referring to written law, not necessarily case law. But the idea of it not being ambiguous is because your citizens and, technically speaking, anyone within the country, because then they are also under the country's jurisdiction, should be able to understand the law and therefore not accidentally break it. So... That's why, like, technically speaking, more defined, less ambiguous laws are better protection. I guess the only problem, of course, is, like, cases are different and circumstances are different. And that's why it should be technically up to the judge's discretion as to how something might apply. Yeah. But, yeah. And I'm sure we'll see it here is that an ambiguous rule or law just leaves too much for interpretation. Yeah, it it does. I will agree with that. That usually it's just not a good thing, but. Yeah, again, that's but that's very like idealistic, right? Yeah. Although I guess in a perfect world, an ambiguous law would be fine because it's it would be a perfect world. (laughs) Right. Oh, God. (laughs) That that would be an hour discussion. Yeah, because that's the kind of discussion both of us are interested in, but uh, that is not this episode. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the substantial capacity test is a uh, quote, a person is resp- is not responsible for criminal conduct if at the time of such conduct as a result of mental disease or defect, he mm-hmm. lacks susp- substantial capacity either to appreciate the criminality or wrongfulness of his conduct or to conform his conduct to the requirements of the law. Oh no, now I know why we don't like this one. Okay. It, on its, that has a like, lot of room in there. Very, almost very like, it's like a more ambiguous version of the monoton rule. Yeah, but right? it, it opens up way more room. Yeah, because now your quote-unquote appreciation is subjective. Mm-hmm. And... Like to literally appreciate, like oh god, how can you measure someone's appreciation of the criminality? Because you can justify just about anything. God, right? Yikes. Yeah, okay. yeah. I can see why. Because with the monoton rule, if I recall correctly, it was like, well, again, you do have to have that mental illness, like as your first thing, right? Like you have to check that off for this rule to apply. I think mm-hmm. for both rules. But then with the monoton rule, it's like, it's not, like, it's very obvious, do you understand what's right or wrong? Yeah. But in this case, it's like, like, do you... <laughs> do you know how wrong it is, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. I don't know how to describe it, but... I, it's very strange. It, it says there are two elements, and, like, the first element requires the defendant to have a mental disease or defect, just like... The yeah. monotonous inter- and irresistible impulse insanity defense. Mm-hmm. But the second element combines the cognitive standard with volitional, which, like I said, basically opens up everything. 
Because, yeah. yeah, you might have a illness or defect, mm-hmm. which could, at the very base, be like, you have an anxiety disorder. <laughs> but Yeah, because that's the <laughs> thing with all of these, Yikes. is that it doesn't necessarily state relevant yeah. disorder. Because if, if I have an anxiety disorder, I mean, I do, but, <laughs> and then you do something bad, like, I, oh, this is, oh, that one, I wouldn't use this one either, or I would <laughs> if I was a defense lawyer. <laughs> Well, um, as far as my understanding of modern law and usage of the of the insanity defense, it is actually quite difficult to get off on the insanity defense nowadays. Which I think is both a good thing and a bad thing. Like, yes, you need to be actually insane, which we know is not this umbrella term for mental illness. Yeah. Because well, it was an umbrella term. Yeah. But, like, like you know, now we know insanity pretty much means your perception of reality isn't consistent with reality. Yeah. I mean, insanity in itself is not even really a diagnosis. But right. as far as schizophrenia, for instance, not knowing when it is, what time it is, if thinking reality somehow isn't what other people perceive which is something that's really common that i think would qualify i just i think i'm uncomfortable with the term insanity used in law at all yeah i mean a lot of law is like old (laughs) right true and and i guess like using the term insanity is not necessarily the most problematic thing so like i wouldn't bother focusing on that You know, if I was trying to make legal reforms, but also just a side note, because all of these laws so far or all of these rules so far have had the requirement of a disorder. Now, I am not a clinician. I am not a psychiatrist or psychologist. I do not have any real qualifications in psychology, but one might go so far as to say that Trump might have some kind of narcissistic (laughs) personality disorder. You know, he hits the very, like, textbook, well-known check marks of... Um, yeah. Right? And, like, one can also say he's completely delusional and his perception of reality doesn't line up with reality. I don't know. Telling, Telling another terrorist group called Proud Boys... To wow, that's actually what to, they're called. Wait, do you know about that? <laughs> I feel like I've heard of it, but I thought it was a joke. Okay. So, like, very no, it's not a joke. So, very quick oh, aside, no, <laughs> very quick aside. There is a they need to hire a new group. PR it person. Is, it is a white supremacist group called Proud Boys. They changed oh. their name because uh, people kind of took over. The hashtag, which I think is beautiful. There was a big movement to kind of flush out the Proud Boy stuff. Was it K-pop stands? No, it was not K-pop stands this time. It was the LGBTQ community and everyone else. So, because I know K-pop stands have that like tendency to flush out shitty hashtags with like fan cams. Yes, they did that when Black Lives Matter first kind of blew up in earlier in the year, which yeah. is a whole thing. But 
No, people have been posting pictures of gay men and hashtagging them Proud Boys so that well, they couldn't communicate, they couldn't organize. Anytime they were searching Proud Boy stuff, all you would see was gay people. So I'm proud of that. They actually had to change their name, which I think is fucking hilarious, considering some of them have Proud Boys tattooed on their bodies. Like, good oh luck, you asshole. God. But, so. Technically, tattoos are removable or coverable. Yes. Right. But, like, they they took this very proud statement of their identity, and now it's synonymous with being gay. So, oh, no, we, we straight white men cannot be the gay. <laughs> Not the gay. Do you have the gay? <laughs> I have plenty of the gay, and I will infect anyone who doesn't want the gay without any compunction like all the homo i don't feel bad at all no homo all homo yes <laughs> you, you said no homo i thought you ordered all the homo <laughs> so i coughed on your food suck it at least it's not covid <laughs> well i mean if they're gonna say that like do the things they're doing and justify the things that they're doing. I'm they going kinda, to justify yeah. spreading the gay. Like, shut up. So, what happened <laughs> is that in the presidential debate, uh-huh. the the first one, which I didn't watch but heard was a mess. It was horrifying. It was organized by Fox, and they gave him what should have been the biggest softball question, the easiest way for Trump to say that he doesn't actually support uh, alt-right groups or white supremacist groups. Mm-hmm. should have been extremely easy. They mm-hmm. did not. <laughs> they even worded it like, we're going to give you an opportunity to say. Uh, oh, no. And he just like, I take your softball. And I make it worse. Oh, no. Like, the most worst. (laughs) The most worst. (laughs) Yes. You English good. Yes. Uh, You know what? If Trump speaks English, I have... (laughs) I will mess it up for as long as I possibly can. (laughs) But he literally said, (laughs) in his response to the question, that he does not support... Or the opportunity to state that he does not support white supremacist groups. He took that as a time to say, the Proud Boys, you know, they're they're great. <laughs> they need to stand back and stand by to make sure the polls are working correctly. Oh my god. He told a group. That a is terrorist a group. terrorist group. To monitor the polls. Remember when he said there were great outstanding people on both sides? At, yeah, um, he lied. Only on the, st- the all-right side, apparently. Yeah, I... I mean, the fact that he even said both sides was already a huge fucking red flag. Well, that's why they were giving him the opportunity yeah. to stay. Like, he's such a fucking idiot. I just... Oh, ah, I'm so mad. I hate it so much. <sighs> okay, yeah, so that the proud boys are a thing they're really called the proud boys now they change to god fucking knows what i don't give a shit they're a terrorist group i remember what that's we were like saying, but they're um, a real thing 
one more one more comment on it and then we'll we'll go back to the topic at hand but that's like that's like a middle eastern country let's say iraq um applauding the hamas yeah or the taliban if we want to go a little bit more historical or al qaeda oh, yeah and saying they should stand by to patrol. stand back and stand by the fuck like yeah, I mean, the difference is that the Proud Boys sound more like a bunch of idiot frat boys than an organized religious extremist group. Well, um, I mean, they are organized, and they do have plenty of weapons, so... Yeah, but also, they sound like dumb frat boys. For sure, but even a dumb frat boy can kill someone. Yeah. Like, oh, they have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, both have, but, like, it's... yeah. It's, terrifying to me i don't know i hate him so much trump and them all of them hatred so yeah i don't remember how that got mentioned it was a little aside but then it's because i was trying joke and it's it's because i was trying to decide if trump could technically get off on an insanity defense if he ever gets properly prosecuted for anything yeah 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 he should have been like telling the proud boys to show up to polls is illegal that is at the very least, intimidation. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like he said many things like that one, especially I think he should be convicted for. But of course, he's not ever going to face any kind of justice because everyone's like, oh, like I, I've really heard people say he's not the best at talking, but he does good things. No, what he good? Doesn't. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't. So as far as Trump being able to get off on an Cindy plea, I think people would let him off even if he got that far. But I don't think he would. His diminished capacity is not in question. (laughs) Because he's he's shown a consistent pattern of this kind of capacity. So. All the shade. Is there a more direct kind of shade? I don't know. I'm like. (laughs) Anyway. So. Yeah. you, You can't. You can't measure someone's ability to appreciate uh the criminality of their actions we've we've basically talked about everything as far as why it doesn't work and the other ones they gave an example where it wouldn't work Mm -hmm. this one doesn't even bother (laughs) (laughs) anything it only has yeah it just has i think the wording appreciate so obviously not like appreciate like i appreciate you as my friend right but also like appreciate as in understand the gravitas gravita gravita gravitas yeah i think you're right like it's like that thing when you are talking about rape when they're like it could Mm -hmm. be your mother your sister like that is under or appreciating the criminality as opposed to this is one woman who deserves it because she's asking for it and she danced with you yeah so it it is incredibly Which is a bad example, but well, not necessarily because like that's how that is how rapists justify what they do is right. you know they she asked for it she was asking for it look at the way she was dressing you know all that victim blaming that is like them justifying it and therefore not being able to appreciate the criminality because they don't see they don't understand consent right right and they don't understand the ramifications for one person or a family or her children or her spouse or like so like yeah or you know just to be fair on the flip side if the victim is male 
the rapist might justify it by saying like men can't be raped. Yeah. Right. So, you know, just to be fair, because I, I do want to, you know, speak up for male victims of sexual violence as well. Oh, for sure. I just yeah. automatically in my mind, it's I, I don't get to victims in my head. The first thing that comes up are the really big cases in the last few years where guys are just yeah. like slap on the wrist. Yeah, that's that's, you know, what I was referring to at first. I just wanted to because it doesn't get talked about. And I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So that's why. And again, like those cases like male victims also don't get much of a platform either, which is why oh, yeah. we don't have a big case to be thinking about when it comes to that. So, um, yeah, and they do have the whole like, you should be lucky, this older woman. Yeah, like it, it's, yeah, yeah, anyway, not great. People are awful. So, yes. <laughs> this one only gives an example of what would qualify because so. This is their scenario. Mm -hmm. The names again are so good. <laughs> is, it, is it like Bob starts, Sue and No, we have a Laureen. Laureen? Yep. Oh. Laureen has been diagnosed with psychosis. Okay. Yep. I uh, that's a symptom, whatever. but uh, it yep, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and spent most of her life in a mental hospital. While at the mental hospital, Lorene made friends with many of the patients and healthcare professionals. Good for her. Okay. okay. From time to time, Lorene would play jokes on these friends. Most of these quote-unquote jokes consisted of putting her antidepressants into their food. Oh, no. <laughs> Lorene was also or always reprimanded and often sternly punished for these escapades. After her release from the mental hospital at age 21, Lorene falls into love with Aiden, a man who works in a bookstore near her apartment. I would just like to say very that specific. perhaps a person who likes to slip her meds into someone's food should not have been released, but whatever. <laughs> so, Well, maybe Lorene she stopped because of the punishments. Let's I doubt it. make that <laughs> assumption. I don't yeah, know. except it's about to get bad because this is... <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> so Lorene decides to make Aiden... Oh, no. Lorene decides to make Aiden fall in love with her by feeding him a magic potion, which she concocts out of a mixture oh God, a mixture of her antidepressants. Lorene buys a book from Aiden and casually asks if he would like to buy like her to buy him a coffee. Here we go. That's cute. A little role reversal. <laughs> Aiden shrugs and says, Sure, I but I don't have a break for another two hours. Lorene offers to bring him the coffee. Before bring so the drink specific. to I'm concerned. Yes. I'm very concerned about this example, but also, like, if you don't see the drink poured, don't drink it. This is a rule inside and outside parties. I'm just saying. Before bringing the drink to Aiden, she puts her magic potion in into it. Oh, God. While Aiden is sipping the coffee, Laureen declares her love for him. She then states, I know I shouldn't have, but I put a love potion in your coffee. I hope it doesn't hurt you. Oh, no. Aiden becomes seriously ill after drinking the coffee and is hospitalized. Loreen claims she's not guilty. This is so long. Loreen claims she is not guilty for battering Aiden by reason of insanity. So this is an example <laughs> oh, where it could work. Yes. If Loreen is in a jurisdiction that recognizes the, sub the substantial capacity test, she may be successful in her claim. Lorene has a mental disease or defect, psychosis, which is 
not, not anyway. Lorraine's <laughs> statement to Aiden indicates that she lacks the substantial capacity, that's in italics for some reason, to appreciate the criminality of her conduct. Note that if Lorraine were in a monotonous jurisdiction, her statement, I know I shouldn't have, could prove her awareness that her conduct is wrong, defeating, defeating her claim. In addition, Lorraine's behavior at the mental hospital indicates that she lacks the substantial capacity to conform or control her conduct. Even after a lifetime of being... What? <laughs> Even after a lifetime of being punished over and over for mixing her meds together and putting them in other people's food or drink, Lorraine still does it. Lastly, a substantial capacity jurisdiction in a substantial capacity jurisdiction, testimony from Lorraine's friends at the mental hospital might be admissible to support her claim of insanity and her lack of ability to appreciate the crim the criminality of her conduct. What if she just wants to kill people though? So like So okay. here's the here's the thing cuz cuz you you mentioned that the word substantial was italicized. Yes. And the reason is because cuz I know I've seen the word substantial a lot in like legal rulings and stuff. Which, you know, I just took the colloquial meaning, but legally there is a definition for it. Substantial means actually, well, okay, it, it's, a legal, <laughs> it's a legal definition, but it's also kind of like the actual definition. But it's like, it's real, basically. Okay. Like, it's of or related, related to substance, not illusor, il illusory, illusionary. Oh, okay. Therefore, okay. Having, yeah. having merit. So, like, I think it's italicized in that context because it's, like, it's not, it has to be, like, a proven thing. Right. Like, she has to okay. have that diminished capacity to understand what's happening. And it has to be, like, it's not just, you know, a dumb frat boy trying to justify a rape. It's that she keeps mixing the meds and she gets punished, but she still thinks it's not a big deal. Yeah. Because, cause, you know, she keeps doing it when she's when she's punished, whereas, you know, in the sexual assault examples that we talked about, like, I, I think you can't necessarily prove that they don't have an understanding mm. of, I mean, technically the defense doesn't have to prove anything. But, yeah, it's like, it, it should be a thing that can be proven and not just assumed. Right. It's. I don't know how to explain it. I think I kind. I, yeah. I think I understand what you're saying. It's just one that example. Again, these examples are written by people who understand law and not psychology <laughs> <laughs> at all. That's why have. But, they should have expert witnesses look through their examples. <laughs> but I will say, I I understand where they're going. Like. She knows she shouldn't have, but that's like a kid saying that they weren't supposed to write on the wall, but they made a present for you by drawing on the wall. Like, that's the, that's the level of yeah. understanding. So I understand in this context why it, she obviously, or in this case, would be looked at having a diminished capacity because she doesn't understand that she's harming people. She thought she was giving him a love potion. She thought she was yeah. pulling tricks on her friends. Like, aside from the other problematic things in the example, I, I do understand where they're going so like the breakdown is having a mental disease or defect of the mind which has been a consistent component plus lack substantial capacity to appreciate criminality of conduct or to conform conduct to the law and then equals substantial capacity insanity defense not guilty verdict 
So I I do understand why that one is out of favor. It just so happened to be re-examined because of an assassination attempt and the guy getting off. Yeah. I mean, even though, like, the word substantial does mean it has to be, like, real and not elusive, I guess, um, it's still kind of ambiguous. Like, if we yeah. want to go all the way back to that critical thinking episode where we talked about, like, ambiguity in logic, that is very ambiguous because... Mm-hmm. How do you determine that something is substantial? Because you could have a case where, yes, this person has a documented history, like in this example, where, like, she kept getting punished and told it was wrong, but she didn't understand that it was wrong because in her mind, like, she's not hurting anyone. Yeah. She doesn't think she's doing something bad because she's not a bad person i guess is is the vibe no, she's kind of she's playing pranks on kids and or not kids pranks on her peers or yeah in his case or the guy who got sick aiden that is a love potion yeah and it is like a thing that she truly believes whereas it's not always the case but then like where do you draw that line right because most people don't want to believe they are bad people well, yeah, and I think that specifically with her, there's no malicious intent. Yeah. Although, again, you can say that for a lot well, I guess of- a joke could kind of be. Yeah. But, well, I guess, like, I don't know. It, I, again, it's, it's ambiguous in a certain way, and I can see why it fell out of- it would fall out of favor even without the fact that it had to do with the attempted yeah. assassination of the president. But, yeah, yeah, it-, it it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder uh, I wonder how many of these are applicable in Canada. I don't know. Yeah, cuz I don't think we really touched on the insanity defense in school at all because like I only had I had abnormal psych. Well, I had intro to psych. And then mm. I took abnormal psych as an elective, which just like touched on mental disorders like it you know it's yeah. a single class so you're not abnormal psych is is an intro to abnormal psych yeah really yeah like it was well i took it as an elective so obviously there were no prerequisites besides intro to psych <laughs> what i mean is i don't get like too in-depth no. it's talking about all the ways that it can be yeah we abnormal. went we went through like the hallmarks of the more common disorders to be honest, I don't remember much from that class because I skipped a lot of it. <laughs> My prof was not very engaging, which is like, abnormal psych is such an interesting topic, and how do you make it not engaging? <laughs> we, I did take abnormal psych, and one of our assignments was watching a fetish documentary, so oh. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> and we did, I had one semester of forensic psych, which was compulsory because obviously forensic science, but it was meant to be, again, an introductory class. Yeah. So we didn't touch on the insanity defense because it is actually not as commonly used anymore, at least especially in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how many of these might be used because as we talked about like last episode, Canadian law does reference American cases. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, maybe that is if I have the time and energy for it, I will look it up. <laughs> Which translates to a little cursory, (laughs) a a cursory glance. Yeah, 
a quick Google. <laughs> yeah, so that one's that one's kind of easy because it's kind of ridiculous, but yeah, it. I think like it gets more complicated if we had more examples to try and figure yeah. out why it would apply to one but not the other. But uh, I wouldn't trust this website to give good examples. <laughs> so that's fair. That is very fair. <laughs> they teach it well, but their examples are kind of mm, it's like sketch. <laughs> who, uh, let's diagnose people with psychosis. Yeah, mm, that's the oh god. <laughs> Anywho, is that the conclusion of, of yeah. the topic? Amazing. Under an hour, look at that. Amazing. Okay, so I guess we're gonna jump into <laughs> socials then. I love it. Like, how do we? How do we, I don't know how to end this if we haven't hit two hours. <laughs> I don't know how to end this if I haven't lost my mind. I mean, to be fair, my mind was already lost because right, I've, which is why we're going steamrolling. <laughs> yeah, because I've got a raging migraine and it's getting a little better. A little better. <laughs> I just like to say that our version of steamrolling being still an hour talking long. for 20 minutes is hilarious to me. But <laughs> look, look, we are not concise people. I think that has been established. I hope. Yeah. I hope at least we are entertaining in some way. Yeah. And if not us, then diagnosing people with psychosis <laughs> or talking about the terrorist groups that keep trying to kidnap people because yeah. their rights to breathe <laughs> being violated i'm about to diagnose myself with psychosis <laughs> okay but like one more side tangent i promise oh my god okay because because i just said i might diagnose myself with psychosis at work the blood culture machines like if there's a positive it alarms right and it is a very distinct sound but the problem is there's a lot of noises in the lab because you have like like our biosafety cabinets, so the hoods that we do most of our like plating in, those mm -hmm. have fans, <coughs> so it's loud. And then we have people talking. We have like the other instruments. The like the blood culture machines themselves are noisy because like they're incubators as well, so there's airflow in there. So sometimes I think I hear the blood culture machine going off, but it's not actually going off. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's just like because there's been some days when like it goes off so often that you're like dreading it but also mm. listening for it and sometimes i swear i'm like is that the blood culture machine and i'll go over and there's no positives and i'm like okay <laughs> great <laughs> <laughs> i think that is not psychosis maybe like sleep deprivation <laughs> which can cause psychosis <laughs> Fair enough. No, I think that's just... you know, it's a symptom and not an actual no. diagnosable thing. It is just, or it's not psychosis, it's just working in microbiology. Oh, God. <laughs> We're all mad here. Well, good luck to all of you who are pursuing a career in this area. It's funny because we have a couple new hires and, like, students doing their placement. And I, cause, um, I was, you know, teaching one of the students, the technician stuff. And I asked her like, oh, so how, like, how do you like microbiology so far? And 
you know, she's of course trying to be professional and nice about it. And she's, she's like, it is different and hectic. And I'm like, yep, that, that's about right. <laughs> that's about right. All the students that I've ever helped train or encountered while I've been working in microbiology, they're like, what is even going on here? Like, why do you guys have so much stuff? And I'm like, I <laughs> don't know. We would also like to know the answer to that question. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, and also, where the fuck is our pandemic pay? I mean, I'm still salty about that. Why Why would you get that? It's not like you're at risk or handling things. I don't understand. Yeah, right? It's, it's not like we've been processing an average of 1,200 <laughs> COVID swabs every day between our, like, three people per shift. It's fine. Who are, who are you again? What What do you do We're here? We're Oh, I... <laughs> I guess in the newspaper, it was like, you know, give thanks because it's Thanksgiving long weekend here. Give thanks oh to your healthcare workers. And it actually mentioned the labs. It was like your frontline staff and the labs. And I'm like, oh, my God, we exist. I'm a real boy now. I, I take it your Thanksgiving has nothing to do with our Thanksgiving. But I'm just going to say Thanksgiving is something I absolutely hate. I have no idea. And will always hate. I have no idea if it has anything to do with that. Probably to some degree because of proximity. Um, I don't know why it's on a different day slash a different In a whole different month. month. But, I mean, I'm not going to hate on someone for using it as an excuse to get together with their family. Right. So, and I'm not saying I'm mad at you or anything. It's just I hate it. So Yeah. I mean, I think, like, the First Nations people in Canada have also made it, like, National First Nations. Well, National First Nations Day. That sounds funny. But, like, First Nations, uh, I don't remember the exact wording for it, but it is, like, First Nations Recognition Day. Mm. Yeah, so, like, and it is an official recognized thing. So, you know, progress, baby steps, but also <laughs> turkey. I'll take it. Turkey. <laughs> turkey. I just in social media. <laughs> I just remember the, the finger turkeys that we made in school, made out of paper. I don't know. If, yeah, and somewhere yeah. there's a picture of me in kindergarten with a uh, native headdress, super quotation marks, because yeah. my brother and I were the only brown people, and we were native people. So like, of course, and we also in kindergarten. So so of course, um, yeah, yeah. We just had finger okay, turkeys. Okay, well, anyway. Social media. <laughs> yes. Fun stuff. Uh, you can find me at some kind of brown and kind of Natalie on all things. And you can find this podcast on Twitter ish. <laughs> ish. <laughs> Instagram ish. Uh, Instagram ish. Twitter is Forensic Fiends, like fiendish. And Instagram is Forensic Friends Podcast. I am sort of kind of on the Circle Tangents Twitter, sort of kind of, not really. I, I'm sort of kind of on the Instagram, so. I, I, who has time for social media? Genuine question. <laughs> who has time for social media? Not me. Any I do, sort of. <laughs> sort of. I mean, yeah, I do sort of as well. Does that mean I actually do? <laughs> no. Who has time for something? We'll, we'll work on it. Okay. I, I wrote my handwriting sample in metallic gel pen on black paper for the sake of making it interesting. So we'll, okay. we'll get there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fun times. Um, I think 
somewhere in between that, we have lost our minds. So good timing. Great timing. It worked out. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>